Welcome back to another episode of Minds of Medicine. As always, I'm your host, Sonny. This episode, we're talking with Dr. John Fritz Engel. Dr. Engel is a nationally recognized interventional radiologist and the head of IR here at UVA. Dr. Engel educates us about the field of interventional radiology and also shares some amazing advice to medical students. This was a great episode to record, and we really hope you find some value in it. So without further ado, enjoy. So we are live. Dr. Engel, thank you so much for being with us today. Um, I kind of just want to start right off with trying to learn about your journey to medicine. Could you share a little bit about how you ended up here? It's um, maybe a good good topic discussion. How does one end up in medicine? And I started out uh, actually as an electrical engineer. I had the good fortune to... Uh, uh, to live in Ithaca, New York for, for four years, which is an amazing experience. Um, and and uh, at the same time, I was always fascinated uh, by, by medicine, and, and, and basically because it was so impactful. I, I saw such an opportunity to help people, and I just wanted to, to dovetail those two. And, and, and leaping ahead, that's what ultimately led me into radiology and interventional radiology. You've kind of alluded to this, but how did you go from electrical engineering to interventional radiology? Well, when I was coming through medical school, uh, you know, MRI and vascular imaging was just, uh, was really in its uh, infancy. And mm-hmm. so uh, I did a, a summer internship at the NIH and, uh, and just spent the whole summer working on uh, MR imaging sequences and how, how can we better uh, image vessels. And I've been fascinated with vascular uh, pathology and imaging ever since. Wow. So you kind of entered the field of IR at its infancy. How did you choose to do that versus all the other specialties out there? Well, you know, interventional radiology is a relatively new profession. And as you know, it became um, independent, um, you know, clinical uh, entity just recently. But the field of interventional radiology, the concepts that led to sort of all the technology we use date back to the 60s. So um, it's been around a while. And and really what I think is, is uh, really changed it is the is the advancing tools that we have to treat vessels and, and the breadth of procedures we can do. Just creative people going out and coming up with new ways to, to help people. So um, it's a, um, uh, you know, uh, such a, a rapidly expanding field. The, 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 the breadth of what we do, the type of diseases we can treat now is so different than it was even 10 years ago. But compared to when I started, uh, you know, uh, 20, 29 years ago now, it's just, uh, it's just world's different. It's amazing. Yeah. So what do you kind of to paint a picture for everybody listening? Uh, what does an IR operating room look like? So interventional radiology uh, was born out of radiology, of course. And, and why is that? Well, it is uh, fluoroscopy, a way to look inside in real time and see uh, a procedure uh, in motion within the body without, of course, having an open incision. And it really is still fundamentally image-guided, minimally invasive procedures. Here's a way to create some you know, therapeutic effect or maybe even just do a biopsy using a very small incision and some type of image guidance. And what other tools do we have? Well, the two bread and butter tools we use besides fluoroscopy are ultrasound. And ultrasound, of course, again, more real-time imaging, guide us to, to placing a catheter or putting a needle into uh, a tumor that we want to biopsy or ablate. And so we use these tools now uh, in, in an ever-widening array of uh, disorders. Wow, so it sounds like you guys kind of touch every aspect of medicine with your capabilities as an interventional radiologist, what kind of procedures do you focus on? Yeah, so um, 
My personal interest is in vascular disease, and uh, really it's been uh, a big part of, uh, of my, my training and my clinical experience all these years. Uh, it is perfectly suited to interventional radiology. We have um, the imaging to, uh, with CT and MRI to, f to diagnose the uh, vascular diseases, uh, and then the tools have uh, evolved over the years to allow us to open up many occluded uh, vessels uh, with uh, uh, great uh, reliability and, and, and great durability. So uh, particularly interested in how do we get these vessels open, who do we treat, and how do we keep those pace people, you know, progressing in the right direction, get their ulcers healed up, get rid of their claudication, and then keep them healthy going down the road. So my brother actually kind of explains IR to myself and, and other people as like the SEAL Team 6 of the hospital in a sense that you go in, you, come, you complete your mission, and you come out and almost no one knows you're there. Do you think that's a fair assessment? What's, uh, you know, when you look at specialties, a lot of specialties are um, broken down by, you know, the primary caregivers or the surgical, um, and then there are those that are the generalists or specialists. But you also have to realize that IR comes from a little bit different perspective. When we started this whole discussion, we talked a little bit about the technology that developed the field. And it is true. Um, but now that's changed. Now I think we've all realized that uh, um, uh, interventional radiologists have to have more of a comprehensive approach to things. And so more and more you're seeing interventional radiologists are seeing patients from initial diagnosis as an outpatient, clinic visits to determine the best treatment plans for them, and then ultimately providing that treatment. Um, but at the same time, other interventional radiologists, certainly a large part of who I am, are very hospital-based specialists um, that respond to emergency situations. And so the classic one we deal with is uh, uh, gastrointestinal hemorrhage. So here's a patient who's uh, you know, been in the hospital, maybe uh, uh, with uh, another disorder, and maybe even had other procedures. But now their their you know prime problem, their prime concern, is they developed a gastrointestinal hemorrhage. And interventional radiologists will work with our diagnostic colleagues, get a CT, localize the bleed, bring them into an angiography suite using a combination of ultrasound and fluoroscopy, and maybe even CT. Uh, advance a, uh, a catheter through the vascular bed to the bleeding site and block it up. And then they're back, hopefully, to their baseline and can continue to recuperate from whatever brought them in the hospital. So in that regard, we, um, I guess, benefit from having minimally invasive procedures that we can take uh, patients who's maybe very sick, got a lot going on, come in, provide a very rapid turnaround to that disorder um, with, without a lot of, you know, um, risk. Wow, that's amazing. I think uh, you guys' capabilities are just, for lack of a better word, or lack of a better phrase, just kind of endless in, in that regard. You spoke a little bit about um, what the field has looked like over the last 20 years. What do you think the field will look like in the next 10? It's so fascinating to see what my residents are doing. You know, um, some of them take a, sort of a hospital-based path, like I've taken here, and um, um, there's such a demand. You know, the the IR is so um, so integral to a hospital's operation. Uh, uh, all the venous access we do, the management of acute situations where we can come in and stabilize a patient, and hopefully. 
uh, provide some you know relief and shorten their length of stay in the hospital um, at the same time I see a lot of my residents are really focusing on this more comprehensive outpatient care and so a lot of my very accomplished residents now are running an outpatient office where they have their own procedure suites and they see specific disorders and different patients come to them with everything from uh, you know uh, varicoceles or uh, or uh, to uh, uterine fibroids and everything um, that can be managed in an outpatient office now they're doing and so a lot of patients are completely bypassing the hospital experience having invasive procedures but are minimally invasive procedures in an outpatient setting and then following up with our interventional radiologists uh, finally then turning their care back to their primary care doctor so much like a model that you'd see in other surgical specialties mm -hmm. um, but completely outpatient and also um, still minimally invasive. Well, that was really helpful. Thank you. So what kind of challenges do you see the field facing going forward? So um, we are the um, uh, victims of our own success in a lot of ways. The uh, uh, devices that uh, um, uh, you know, have been developed uh, over the years uh, in the field have uh, opened up the eyes to a lot of other specialties about their utility and similarly of course every specialty wants to make their procedures less invasive and uh, and tools get borrowed from different specialties and go into other fields and uh, so uh, there's a lot of parallelism in, in, in medicine right now and um, uh, you know, uh, again, at the start of this, we talked a little bit about how you, you choose a path to medicine or surgery historically. Now it's completely blurred because we have all these minimally invasive procedures that allow maybe medicine doctors that were specialties that were, you know, 30 years ago not invasive, a way to do procedures that are minimally invasive. Similarly, you have surgeons who have all the, you know, the bravery and courage and, and skill to do major operations that are very difficult to recover from. Now you're giving them with tools to do the same treatment that's less invasive and has a quicker recovery. Of course, they're going to pursue that. So all of this is, is, is converging. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and uh, now we have lots of specialties with a lot of overlap. And that's okay. It really is. I think that the important thing is patients are getting better care all of this uh, is improving the patient's outcomes, shortening their hospital stays, reducing healthcare costs, all the things that we all want you know, medicine to become. Yeah, and it's that uniform goal that kind of got us all into medicine in the first place, right? Uh, what does a path to IR look like right now for a, like a medical student? Yeah, so I think that medical students have, um, uh, have to make a decision earlier now. Uh, we here at UVA have had for years uh, a pathway we called the, the VIR pathway, vascular interventional radiology pathway, where medical students that got exposed to IR or were interested in it could uh, choose out of medical school to be practicing IR or studying IR concurrently with their radiology. Now, of course, that was a little bit the impetus for making uh, IR an independent program. And so now, matching out of medical school uh, into an IR residency, first three years are focused on diagnostic radiology, and then two years are focused on interventional radiology after appropriate surgical internship. Um, that has become the standard pathway. Mm -hmm. Now, still, we see there's a lot of diagnostic radiologists that 
um, want to transition into interventional radiology and we keep that pathway, the traditional pathway, where you do a radiology program, match out of medical school into radiology, and then choose to specialize in interventional radiology so we have a pathway where you can switch over. And that, I think, is in every way equivalent quality of training and is still very important. Okay. Yeah. That's great information. Thank you. Um, so kind of transitioning away from you know, the inside of the hospital, outside of the hospital. What do you like to do in Charlottesville? So Charlottesville has been a, a great place for us to, to raise our family. My wife and I have, uh, have uh, raised four kids here, and it's been a wonderful place. You, you know, Charlottesville's uh, got all, everything I need out of a big city. Lots of, uh, uh, lots of uh, 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 great restaurants. Uh, the, the university brings in a, a lot of, a lot of uh, culture that uh, you can get uh, in a few places. Um, but at the same time, uh, 20 minutes and you can be in the country. And uh, um, to be able to uh, go for uh, you know, long hikes on the weekends uh, or long bike rides is, is such a joy and such a treat. So um, we try and take advantage of these things and uh, enjoy them with our family. And uh, uh, I think that's what makes Charlottesville such a special place. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, especially with the pandemic right now, I've definitely been taking advantage of all the uh, outdoor space and hiking and trails and everything that Charlottesville has to offer. So I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> Absolutely. There's a lot of, a lot of, uh, a lot of great hikes on, on, on the Appalachia that are, uh, you know, are 45 minutes away. Yeah. And, uh, um, Take you seven hours to hike it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, what brought you to Charlottesville or UVA in the first place? So I was doing my diagnostic radiology residency, you know, the IR pathway didn't exist then, uh, in Kansas City. And, um, 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 I very much became interested in, in doing, you know, procedures, uh, really, again, in, in as a, I think as an undergraduate, but, uh, but I, I, knew, I knew I wanted to, to, to do interventional radiology, and uh, uh, at the University of Virginia at the time, a very famous uh, uh, interventionalist, uh, Charles Tegmeyer, uh, was here, and uh, uh, he uh, uh, was one of the first people in the country to do uh, renal angioplasty, which at the time was a completely foreign concept, and he had been one of the first people to do iliac angioplasty, which again was, uh, uh, a, a, at the time, uh, really a new, you know, new concept in, mm -hmm. in, uh, in the late 80s, early 90s. So um, when he offered me a spot, I, you know, I was moving east. That was, uh, that's what brought me here, and, uh, you know, I... I uh, um, uh, I've been very fortunate. You know, University of Virginia is, a, is an amazing institution. We have uh, uh, just great doctors here in every specialty, um, uh, amazing facilities uh, to take care of these patients the way they need to be taken care of. So I, I just uh, uh, thank my lucky stars every day that I'm here working with such great people and such a great surroundings and, uh, and with a great uh, hospital. That, uh, well, that was great to hear, especially, you know, currently as a medical student here, it's nice, or first year, it's nice to know that I uh, keep hearing this from people because it definitely reiterates the fact that I chose the right place. Um, going off, you know, specifically to medical students interested in IR, do you have any general advice to all medical students that might be in a, my position who are unsure of what they want to do or just, you know, struggling to get through the material right now? Yeah. Well, obviously... Um you want to get as exposed as much as you can, and 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 it's hard right now. The the COVID crisis has, uh, I think, shut down a lot of those additional experiences. You know the. Uh, um 
medical students that are interested in, in, in a field often will start by reaching out to, uh, to one of the faculty in that area and say, hey, you know, can, I, can I do a research project with you? And, and I still say, you know, push for that. Make it happen somehow, you know, despite these barriers right now. It's just such a valuable, a valuable you know, uh, experience. And so um, if one's interested in whatever specialty, uh, you know, go and exploring it. And of course, a lot of times you don't end up in that field ultimately, and that's okay too. Uh, a lot of my best applicants were doing research in another field their first two or three years. But, but the point is, is they got out and did the exploring and, and learned a lot about, about the field and about medicine in general by doing that. So it really accelerates their, the breadth of their knowledge in those first two years. And when they get in the clinicals, all that, <laughs> uh, all that becomes really helpful experience. Yeah. 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 And like you said, you know, even if you are interested in it right now, um, exploring it allows you to either reiterate that or be like, hey, this isn't actually what I expected. So it's, regardless, it's always going to be a valuable experience to reach out. Absolutely. And you know, there's so many, so many different ways now, I think, that medical students are, are exploring uh, the various specialties besides going uh, and reaching out to do clinical research. You know, I'm just so impressed with the with the uh, free clinics that students are getting involved in, uh, doing various outreach projects for, for community service, helping minorities, et cetera, all that experience. Um, uh, it, it pays off in helping one figure out a path. So, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not able to say, you know, how do you, how do you figure out what your path should be? <laughs> but I'll tell you one thing, you know, that it's any comfort is, um, um, I love interventional radiology, but when I see my colleagues, every one of them, I'm, I, I can see such um, special features about every specialty. You can do no wrong. Just by being a medical student, um, you're going to go down a, a wonderful path, and 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 the and and the sky's the limit, you know. So you can do you can do no wrong there. And so, just be passionate about what you do. Grab every experience you can. Just say yes, and uh, good things will come. Yeah, always say yes. Always say yes to all the opportunities. That's exactly right, Dr. Engel. This has been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for your time. Delighted to help, and uh, good luck on on this, this. Talk about a great medical student experience. This is terrific. You get out and uh, talk to every specialist in the hospital. Well, I, uh, I think every medical student should join you in this project. Uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful thing to do. People typically respond to podcast requests on the subject line. <laughs> <laughs> if you guys enjoyed the episode, please leave us a review. Share it on Twitter and with a friend that you might think is interested. Until next time, run the outro.